Podcast disclaimer. For all of those students studying this lesson through one of our podcast outlets, while podcasts are effective for training on the go, we believe the best way to study aviation is through visual learning. That being said, it may be beneficial to study this lesson through our video presentations at wifi.cfi.com to experience the visual representations for deeper understanding. Thanks for studying with us. Wi-Fi CFI. Okay, hello students, and welcome to our Defining Elements of Risk Management lesson on Wi-Fi CFI. Before we jump into it, let's go through the lesson outline real quick. First, we're gonna cover things in this lesson, such as what is a hazard, how to recognize hazards, hazard awareness, what is risk, what are the different types of risk, and some risk assessment tools. The time frame would be about 15 to 20 minutes approximately, so it's gonna be probably 10 to 15 minutes to get through the lesson, and then you're gonna have a five to 10 minute quiz afterwards. The sources that we're using in today's lesson is the Risk Management Handbook and Advisory Circular, or AC 90-48. So let's go ahead and get started with our first topic, which is what is a hazard? We need to understand what a hazard is first before we can understand the different types of risks and how to mitigate those different types of risks and how to mitigate hazards and fly safely. So the definition of a hazard is it is a present condition, event, object, or circumstance that could lead to or contribute to an unplanned or undesired event such as an accident. So it's just some kind of condition that could lead to an accident or an incident. Now in the FAA Risk Management Handbook, it lists four different things as common aviation hazards. These are things that are more common for new students maybe not to understand the importance of these things and how they could contribute to accidents and incidents. The first one is a nick in the propeller blade. So as you can see from our picture here in the top right corner, we've got a good size nick or chunk here in the propeller blade. I think that the reason that the FAA lists this is because again, for brand new students, it's hard to know sometimes, at times, obviously some are very obvious, but at times it can be difficult to know what is acceptable as far as a nick in a prop and what that could lead to. So as we can see in this picture, that's a pretty dramatic nick taken out of this propeller blade here. And that could lead to some very serious situations in flight as that propeller is put under a lot of stress while it's spinning. And that's why we have our flight instructors and our mechanics helping us. The next one is improper fueling. We're gonna talk about that a whole bunch in our aircraft systems lesson, but what improper fueling is, is making sure that we not only fuel the aircraft properly, but also that we put the right type of fuel into the aircraft. Putting the wrong type or the wrong grade of fuel in the aircraft could lead to detonation and pre-ignition and all kinds of different combustion issues, which obviously would be very dangerous while we're in flight. The next one that's listed is pilot fatigue, and this can go unnoticed a lot in pilots. Understanding how tired you are and making sure that you're not too tired to complete a flight safely. And then the last thing we have here is use of unapproved hardware, which you can see from our picture we have a GoPro on the aircraft. And we need to understand if we are going to use these things, how to use them safely and the effects that they could have on the airplane in flight if we are to use them. So those are four of the common aviation hazards. Obviously there's a whole bunch of other hazards, but those are the four that are listed in the FAA Risk Management Handbook for their examples, kind of common things that new students may not pick up on initially. So how can we recognize hazards? If pilots do not recognize a hazard and choose to continue, 
they do not mitigate or manage the risks that could be involved. The ability to recognize hazards is predicated upon a few different things. That is a pilot's personality. If they're adrenaline junkies, risk takers, they might not pay attention as much to these different things. They're really excited to go fly. They love the adrenaline that they get from it and they might not be paying attention to these different hazards or they might recognize them. They just don't really care about them that much. Next is a pilot's education. So the quality and quantity of training. If pilots have had really good training and they've had a lot of it, they're obviously going to recognize hazards more quickly and understand the outcomes that those hazards could have compared to a pilot that doesn't have that quality and quantity of training. And lastly, we have experience. So these are situations encountered in real life. If you have a real life experience with one of these things, maybe it's pilot fatigue or improper refueling of an aircraft, you're going to understand the implications that come with that hazard because you've dealt with it personally in your real life. So these are the three different things, personality, education, and experience that all predicate how a pilot understands and recognizes hazards and risk. What are some other tools that we can use for hazard awareness? In the FAA Risk Management Handbook, it talks about advisory circulars or ACs. Essentially what these are is these are publications published by the FAA that provide non-regulatory information. Okay, it's They try to amplify the intent of a regulation or they try to give extra safety procedures that pilots can take to recognize hazards and mitigate risks in the flight environment. This is what typical advisory circulars look like and in them they'll have all different kinds of things such as climb gradients, uh, impact times between two different aircraft converging on one another, uh, glide distances, all those kinds of things. These are all found in advisory circular 90-48. Now there's a whole bunch of advisory circulars. This is not the only one, okay, by far. There are a whole bunch of advisory circulars and they can all be found on the FAA's website at FAA.gov. So if you ever want to learn more, I mean, we're going to cover quite a few of these in our Wi-Fi CFI courses here, but if you ever want to learn more or see more information that's out there, you can always go to FAA.gov, look up the advisory circulars and find one that pertains to the topic that you want to study about. Nextly, we have what is risk. So we've talked about what a hazard is and ways to recognize hazards. Let's now talk about risk. Now this is some pretty basic stuff, but let's go ahead and go over it. Okay. Risk is just the future impact of a hazard that is not controlled or eliminated. So if we have a hazard, which we've been talking about in the previous few slides here, if we have a hazard and we do not control or eliminate that hazard, it will present some sort of risk. Now, sometimes that risk might be acceptable. We can live with that. And sometimes that risk might be unacceptable. Okay. But if we don't control the hazard, it will lead to risk in the future. And these are the six different types of risk. So first you have total risk. Total risk is just the sum of identified and unidentified risks. So what's identified risk? Risks that have been identified by the pilot. So these are things that we've seen. Maybe we walked out to the aircraft and we saw that there was a nick in the propeller blade. Okay, that's identified risk. What is unidentified risk? These are risks that have not yet been identified by the pilot. Maybe the pilot wasn't paying attention when the fuelers came by and the fuelers put the wrong type of fuel grade into the aircraft. We get in to do our run up, you know, boot up the aircraft, go fly, whatever, but we have not identified that risk because we did not see it or maybe we didn't check. Okay. So we have not seen that risk yet. That would be considered unidentified risk. So total risk, again, going back to the first one, 
Is this the sum of all the risks we've seen and identified added to all the risks that we have not seen or not yet identified? The next one is unacceptable risk, pretty self-explanatory. This is just risk that cannot be allowed to persist. It's too dangerous. We cannot accept this type of risk. Acceptable risk is risk that can be tolerated and allowed to persist to an extent. So maybe it's something that's not that bad. Maybe during flight, your landing light went out, but you're flying during the day. And so you can continue to your destination airport. You're going to be able to see where, you know, where you're going. That's an example of like an acceptable type of risk. An unacceptable type of risk would be like a really large nick in the propeller blade, or again, like that pilot fatigue, you're completely exhausted. Those kinds of things are unacceptable risk. And then we have residual risk. And this is just the risk that is going to be remaining after we have employed all of our safety efforts. So once we've identified the hazard, we've done everything that we can to mitigate that hazard. Okay, we've decided that it's acceptable, where it's something that we can deal with, then whatever other risk factors that come along with that are the residual risk. It's just everything left over after we've done our best to get rid of the hazard. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about risk assessment. Now, risk is the degree of uncertainty, which we've talked about. An examination of risk management yields many definitions, but it is a practical approach to managing uncertainty. All we're trying to do is manage an uncertain situation, something that we don't know is going to happen. We can use the risk assessment matrix. Now, this is a pretty easy matrix to use here on the left-hand side of the screen. It's a chart. On the left side of the chart, we've got the likelihood of something happening and the severity if it did happen. So if there is something that is very likely to happen, it's extremely probable, and it's very severe, it would have severe uh, implications, then it would be considered very high risk. Going down the chart, if it's something that's an occasional, it might happen, it does happen, you know, here and there, and it has a very high severity, then obviously it has high risk. And then you've got remote and improbable, and you've got medium and low different types of severity. So you just gotta ask yourself, what's the likelihood of this risk happening? And if it does happen, how catastrophic will it be? Will it be terrible or will it not really be a big deal? And then you can plot that here on the risk assessment matrix graph and kind of see if it's gonna be high, serious, medium, or low amounts of risk. So we use the risk assessment matrix to help differentiate between low and high risk operations or flights. And each different pilot is going to have a different background and a different level of risk that they're willing to accept. Okay. And that's going to all depend on your background in aviation, your education, uh, your attitude towards it, your training, and all those different things can add up. And maybe pilot one can accept more risk than pilot two and pilot three and so on and so forth. That has a lot to do, again, with your personality, your background, your education, and your training. But not all pilots have to accept the same amount of risk. Some will accept less, some will be able to accept more, and that's what this chart here is showing us. So in summary, the concepts of hazard and risk are the core elements of risk management. Types of risk and the experience of the pilot determine that individual's acceptable level of risk. This is saying that there's different types of risk, there's a lot of hazards that we need to be aware of, and we need to understand how those hazards contribute to either high or lower levels of risk and then decide if that's the kind of risk that we can accept based on our experience level and our personality. So make sure that you head over to Wi-Fi CFI and take the defining elements of risk management quiz. Here is the first slide of the quiz here. You can put in your name 
And then if you want to send the quiz results either to yourself or to your flight instructor, you can put their email address right here. Then once you're complete with the quiz, you hit submit and your flight instructor will get your quiz results sent to their email. Thanks for joining us on this lesson, guys. We'll see you on the next risk management lesson soon.